Welcome back to the Lipstick Factor. I am so excited that you are here. Today we are going to be talking about being financially savvy as well as comparing ourselves, right? Because this quarantine has caused us to really reframe our life and take a step back. It's really, really interesting how um, at one point we are so industrial and greedy and as Americans especially, we have this hustle culture and go, 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 which is perfectly natural on the one hand. I'm totally guilty of it because we want to create a life for ourselves and have nice things and we're trying to afford the cars and the shoes and the bags, And but maybe that's the whole problem. Maybe we have to take a step back and say it's not just about surviving. Like my great grandmother came over from Italy when she was 16 years old and her main priority was not looking good or dressing good or attracting someone or her main priority was surviving. And that is kind of the situation that we've been thrown into right now. You know, um, we are trying to think about where's my food coming from? Only going out for necessities. I can tell you I've lost some weight from this quarantine, which was an unexpected perk, but I'm not going out with the girls. I'm not having, you know, even a date night. We do FaceTimes, but I'm not necessarily going out with the girls and, you know, getting a margarita or a whiskey or whatever the heck you want to have, you know, and the food and you're being careful. You're being more thoughtful with your money, especially if you work part-time, if you're on deferment and you're taking unemployment, suddenly it really reframes the way our grandparents lived. And they lived with far less, our grandparents and great-grandparents, than we, you know, we can ever, ever, you know, um, understand, you know, like I said, talking about my grandmother having two sets of shoes. One was a normal walking shoe and one was a can crushing shoe. They were that poverty stricken at one point. You know, she had 10 brothers and sisters living in one little kind of cramped apartment and many of them dropped out of high school to make ends meet and to get factory jobs. Now it was a different time obviously, but when I think about that, when I think about how she was like six, seven, eight years old. And I think my mom told me a story of when she was nine years old and she made dinner for everybody because both of her parents had jobs, you know, and were just scraping to make ends meet. Like we're not in that kind of situation, but we're in a different situation and we can't make little or like belittle our situation because it's, it's stressful in its own way. And I had a friend who told me once that Somebody else's joy doesn't invalidate your own grief of what you're going through. And I think the same thing can be applied here. Maybe not the joy part, but somebody else's pain that they're going through doesn't invalidate your pain. And we tend to have like pain competitions, right? We tend to be like, oh, my boyfriend broke up with me. Oh, my dog died. Or, oh, I lost my job. And, you know, you get into a cycle of looking for a reason to almost get attention, which is like kind of crazy. But that is definitely something that I have seen go on, um, even with my own circle of friends where it's like, well, I still work, but you know, I'm only working part time. Well, I don't work at all. Well, my parents are divorcing. Well, my dad lost his job and we get kind of stuck in this cycle of pain. So I want us to try to take this opportunity to take a step back and definitely try to think about our lives and think about the good in our lives, even though that's really, really difficult to do when it comes to 
this quarantine. We can't go anywhere. And it's really easy to be like, I'm stuck on my couch, which is where I record my podcasts and my videos for you guys. Um, But we have to kind of take a step back and say, well, how can I reframe this? How can I find the positive in this cycle or this season of pain, right? And only when we do that can we find true joy, ironically enough. And it strips everything down to the basics of what do I need? What kind of foods do I need in my house? If I wasn't in quarantine right now, maybe I'd be going to the grocery store. I'd be buying, you know, fat things, things that are greasy, things that aren't always as healthy as they need to be. Now I'm looking for the fresh fruits and vegetables. Now I'm looking for um, the water. (laughs) I've bought so much water lately and Gatorade and things to keep my body hydrated. And it really resets things so that you can be like, what do I actually need? And we kind of have to look at our relationships the same way. which is really, really crazy to think about, but we have people, I kind of think of them as like floaters and they, you know, when I would go to Pelee Island or when I would go to Lake Erie, I would see floaters in the water to kind of mark how far you've gone when my dad had his lineman. And unfortunately there are people in our lives the same way, right? There are floaters just kind of, they're literally in the water when it comes to the edge of our life and they sweep in when they need something and then they kind of bob back out. And we have to let those kind of people or life situations, flirtationships maybe, you know, men that don't mean the best for us. It doesn't even have to be men. It could be friends. It could be family that are kind of toxic or really not even toxic, just not that great for us. We kind of like have to let them flow down and out into the ocean of whatever, right? We have to just kind of let them go. Um, And we have to focus on who's checking on us. Who's talking to us? Who's sending us funny memes? Who's making an effort in our life? Because those are the people, when we're going through our hardest life situations, those are the people that deserve to be here. Now, initially, when I was going to do this podcast, I was going to talk strictly just finances. But I wanted to reframe it, and I still do want to talk about finances. But this entire podcast really, it's kind of interesting how my vision shifted a little bit into not just finances and making smart financial decisions and purchases, which we are making because of uh, quarantine. It's kind of forcing us to think about what needs to be in our life, but on an emotional level, on a physical level, on a survivalist level, we really need to think about what needs to be in our life and what doesn't. And when this quarantine ends and we go back to work in waves, um, we need to keep those boundaries up to protect ourselves. But let's let's think about finances for a minute since we're talking about it. Now, if it wasn't quarantine, you probably have girlfriends who dress up to the nines, their hair is done, their nails are done, their makeup is done. You know, they look like they're ready for a Grammy when (laughs) they're just going to get a loaf of bread, which can get a little irritating, especially if you have girlfriends who are trying to outdo you. And nobody wants to think that they need to clear their their wheelhouse. Nobody wants to think that they need to reassess their friendships, but this is kind of the perfect time to do that and be like, what good are you doing me in my life? What kind of joy, what kind of vibes are you bringing me? Are you bringing me good vibes? Or are you tearing me down? Or are you just ignoring me? Are you apathetic when it comes to our friendship? Like, do you really care? Have you checked in on me at all? Or, eh, it's whatever. 
you're kind of amusing, but I don't really have deep-seated, I don't have strong roots when it comes to our friendship. Now is the time to kind of, like I said, clear our wheelhouse and think about that. But I'm sure you have girlfriends, like I said, if it wasn't quarantine, that would be totally and utterly dressed up. They have a Louis Vuitton, you know, they have a Michael Kors, they have a Chanel bag, they have Yves Saint Laurent. Like, I don't even know if I'm saying that correctly because I tend to get all of my designer bags and threads and anything that would make me feel confident. You know, first of all, I don't all wear them together. I tend to get them from consignment stores or thrift stores or save a lot or I cannot tell you how many garage um, sales that I've gone to or, you know, like Restyle Resale. I think it's in North Olmsted and I will hopefully provide a link um, maybe when I do in the description box or something or if you guys have Google look it up Restyle Resale It's in North Olmsted, I believe and it's amazing. I got my Michael Kors purse from Restyle Resale I've gotten Chico's pants from Restyle Resale so many things That are in my closet right now that might look high-end that might make me feel classy and respectable and respectful because I'm not sure why it happens, but a lot of the times when we get those name brands, it like raises our confidence as women. Now, maybe it's because we feel like it's a better quality, so it makes us feel like quality. I'm not sure. I'll have to look into the psychology of that because that's a very interesting topic. However, when we see all of our friends dressed up and put together and they look like they're living that perfect life, we have to remember that their car payment could be due. Maybe their house or their mortgage payment is due and they don't have the money for it. They got the bag, they got the red bottom heels, their hair is done and they look like they're all put together, but they don't know how they're gonna pay, you know, the rent or the mortgage or the light bill or, you know, um, they, they don't know how they're gonna pay if they're like renting furniture. Cause a lot of people I know would like rent furniture. Sometimes they go into an apartment. It is nice that you don't have to, um, pay for extra um, furniture because it'll be a fully furnished apartment. You just move yourself in and then you move yourself out when the term of lease is up. And um, But they're, they're renting that, that big TV, that big ass couch, like they're renting that. And you know, they're thinking to themselves, God, how am I gonna pay for that? Now I had a friend, this is a long time ago, this is probably 10, maybe, maybe seven to 10 years ago. And I remember, that she uh, told me she could not pay for her rent or her mortgage, but I do remember she had wall-to-wall designer purses, and it seemed kind of silly to me at the time. I was like, well, why don't you just sell one of these? They're all in great condition. And she was like, oh no, I, I could never. These mean the world to me. And it's like, we have to have that sense of detachment where physical items cannot put our life in danger. Like physical items cannot mean more to us than eating, than sleeping, than having mental clarity. Physical items cannot be treated like our children. Now, obviously pets are different because pets are family. If you guys know me in real life, IRL as they say, um, my cat is everything to me. She just did a cameo appearance in my most recent YouTube. <laughs> and I understand that perspective 110% when people say, oh, I could never give my animals away if I'm moving because my animals are family. That's different and I agree with you 150%. But when it comes to designer purses, designer shoes, designer 
you know, even wigs or hats or whatever it is that you have that has that label on it, we can't put ourselves into financial distress in order to have those things because I can guarantee the people you think have those things, they have them because they're smart about them. Hopefully, hopefully. Many of the girls I know, like I said, they go to consignment stores, they go to Save a Lot, they go to Salvation Army, they go to places that other people are not looking and they're finding the deals. I mean, I remember finding a Louis Vuitton purse at um, the Red Geranium and it was $75 and it came with the actual bag and the authenticity papers to say that it was a real bag. Um, and it was $75 and I've had it since high school and it is one of the best purchases. It's very classic. You know, it's got the light brown and the dark brown with the kind of the cream colored handle. It just made me feel, now in high school $75 was a lot, but in retrospect when you think about how much those purses are worth, just made me feel really, really, it was a good deal and it made me feel really good about myself, especially because I had some friends at uh, Holy Name who they could afford the actual purses, like to go into the stores and, and buy them and I couldn't at the time. And so it made me feel like I was fitting in, which seems silly, like I said, but I mean, in high school and even in college, fitting in is important. As human beings, we seek social connection and we seek being like our friends for a reason. You know, in like the caveman days, if you didn't fit in, if you were kicked out of your tribe, you died. And so I think to a certain level, we are still hardwired to want to please the people around us and to seek social acceptance. Maybe, like I said, it goes back to the caveman days. I'm not sure. I'm not an expert. I never claim to be an expert. But it would be very interesting to deep dive into that one day and see why it is we make those social habits and social patterns. But my point is, because I don't want to go on a tangent, my point is very often perception is reality. So you see your girlfriends wearing the heels and the shoes, the nicest hair, or their nails are done. I can't tell you how many times when I, you know, worked for um, a luxury car company, my nails would be from Walmart. They literally would be from Walmart. I'd have wealthy customers come in and see my nails, you know, like a packet of Kiss nails that I would put on and they'd be like, oh my gosh, I love your nails. Where did you get them done? And I would just kind of mutter, oh, just a local place because I didn't want to say Walmart, you know, none of us really want to spill our secrets. But it's really, really interesting how to those wealthy women, I looked put together. My hair was done. My makeup was on fleek. I don't know if we still say that, but it was, you know, it was looking nice. It was looking classy. And I looked like a high quality woman. I had put myself together. I remember um, the first dealership I ever worked at, I had someone straight up ask me, how much are they paying you? Which bear in mind, kind of sounds a little bit rude. However, um, I said, why? And he said to me, because every time I see you, you are put together, you know, like you, you look like you always have a new wardrobe, which like I said, I'm smart. I'm savvy. I don't always have a new wardrobe. I trade out my pieces. I have my fall and winter wardrobe and I have my spring and summer wardrobe. And sometimes I get experimental like this fall when I pulled uh, aqua, like an aqua sweater and I wore it in the fall. But hey, I mean, I remember reading a magazine where they tried to sell aqua in the fall and call it deep opal. And if they can do that, if country living 
Nothing in Style can do that or Ann Taylor Loft can do that. I dang sure well can do it as well, right? So <laughs> get creative and reuse pieces and don't forget about really cool websites. Like I said, like the realreal.com sells actual high luxury pieces. I go to TJ Maxx all the time, although I haven't been in a while, like I said, because of this whole COVID-19 situation. Be safe and be smart and be savvy. But I think it's really, really interesting that perception is reality. And to those wealthy customers, they saw my nails done, my hair done. I smelled nice. I had a very similar perfume, you know, to a luxury brand. Couldn't actually afford at the time the luxury brand. But I had a very similar uh, smelling scent. And they thought I was making not a million bucks, but a good amount of money. The way that they treated me told me that they... Um, they thought that I was put together, which like I said, it doesn't matter your dollar amount doesn't really matter how much you make, it's how you hold yourself. It's your confidence level. And we have to consider that. And we have to let go of the jealousy. This is a big, big thing that I kind of want to wrap up this episode with. I want us to let go of the jealousy, let go of the perception. I've had friends before, like I said, who have said they don't know how they're gonna afford this or that or whatever, but they have a room full of purses that easily if they sold them off they could afford their rent and then some you know so we have to think about where are we placing our time where are we placing our value where are we placing our money and what are our needs and we also have to like i said let go of that jealousy let go of trying to keep up with the joneses or you know modern day keeping up with the kardashians or whoever your neighbors are the smiths or you know, we have to kind of let go of that and focus on ourselves. Now is the time of reflection and introspection and dialing it back down and finding out what do we really need. And we have to make every choice that we make, we have to make choices that are going to lead to our success and our safety. And if it's not leading to your success or your safety, I don't care how good you look, you should not be making that choice. If that $2,000 bag uh, is going to prevent you from having a roof over your head, maybe you just need to leave it in the cart and not actually finish the transaction, right? If you are going to have your dream shoes or your dream car or whatever physicality that you have, but it's going to take food out of your baby's mouths and you're, you know, maybe you're having your grandpa live with you or whoever, you need to really rethink your actions. So, while I'm not grateful for this curse of a virus, it definitely has brought some clarity into our lives on what we need and what we don't need. And that comes with the people we need in our lives, the energy we need in our lives, the job we need in our lives. And it really makes you rethink what is essential. What is essential to your survival? And what is essential to your joy, all right? So I really want you to kind of take all that into consideration. Um, stay happy and stay healthy and make choices that make sense for your wallet. If you feel like your wallet is going to be wincing after you make that choice, you probably shouldn't be making that choice. Okay. So thank you for tuning in for another episode. I'm so, so excited that you are here. You guys responded really well to the dating episode. I'm super excited about that. My analytics were off the charts. 
<laughs> so I just want to say thank you for the support and tuning in and being a part of my positivity fam. We are spreading goodness and kindness throughout the land one episode at a time. I love you so much. Make safe choices and stay indoors. And if you do go outside, wear a mask, wear a bandana. You always wanted to be a cowboy or a cowgirl growing up. Now is your chance. All right. Bandana up. I love you so much. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Mwah!